Welcome to Forbes India Teenpreneurs, a weekly podcast series where we speak with the young and restless, literally entrepreneurs and innovators under the age of 20. We'll dissect their enterprises, chart their journeys and highlight the perils and prizes of starting young. Welcome to the 13th episode of Teenpreneurs. This is your host Naini Thakkar. At 18, most teenagers are focused on how many likes they've got on every social media post, right? But not 19-year-old Dheeraj Chalse. At 18, he was focused on well other things like setting up a company. Along with his childhood friend Nishant Bhandari, Dheeraj set up Bitfringe Technologies a year back when they were 18. While Dheeraj looks after the business side of things, Nishant is the techie. A cloud application development company, Bitfringe Technologies B2B SaaS application, Optics, uses optical character technology to automate data for enterprises. Bitfringe is currently incubated at Nascom 10,000 startups. Currently, Dheeraj is pursuing his engineering at Mumbai University. While he's studying because he has to, his focus is and will continue to be Bitfringe Technologies, which, by the way, has seventeen paying clients already. Um, and you know, why don't you start by telling us a little about what is it that you know got you guys thinking about setting a setting up a company this early? Yeah, sure, Nani. Thank you so firstly, firstly, thank you so much for having us here. And we started Bitfringe Technologies around August 2019, but the seeds of the idea were sown when we were in a we were in 11th grade or something. Mm-hmm. So to give us a bit of a background on me and Nishant, we 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 go around like a decade or something. We met if we first met in around fourth grade when the teacher used to allot you know bench partners, and we I kind of got got stuck with him. Okay. As kids, some of us used to repair all the computers for our friends, and you know, just try to get extra cash. But in eleventh grade, and you know, we used to spend a lot of time in the school's computer lab, just trying to, just pretending to do some work so that we could skip all the boring lectures that were going on in our classroom. Okay. And the main thing that we did in the computer labs was to kind of you know type documents for our teachers to you know automate some kind of a registers or something. And we were so lazy that we even kind of get bored of that. So Nishan, being the guy that, being the tech guy, and you know he knows a lot of things about a lot of things. He just said that why don't we use an OCR library for it? You know, just directly automate all that process. And honestly, I I did not have any idea what an OCR was at that time. So I, he explained it to me that OCR is a is an optical character recognition library which. is widely used in the market in the saas market and many companies like aws google cloud have these services yeah like their saas in in their saas packages mm-hmm. so formats that were almost formats that were actually in the market were paid they used to sell technology you know like uh, paying you had to actually pay for all the images that you scan and you know automate all that data but we thought why don't we create an application based so during that time you know the setup took uh, setup took an hour it was a basic command line interface and the work that was going to take hours for us to type in got done in under 5 minutes wow and it 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 did not like you know just get started and we started just building the company right there and then we were lazy guys as every other teenager of the day. it took over an year you know to get to know the market and and then recently had the news and then after during that year i heard the news that aws launched just launched a tech stack platform it's also it was also based on ocr and that gave us the, and they gave us the idea about the huge potential that the ocr market has 
and so then we started in august with you know three saas applications and then through ab testing about what suits the market needs for best you know we talked with a lot of enterprises we gave them free services you know we did not have uh, like a ui over it so we just used to deploy these applications on their on their uh, cloud platforms and so so they could use it but then after a year after getting you know all the skills required for designing designing a ui over it we started you know we started pricing uh, we started you know pricing all of our uh, services and then right here we are you know we we started a subscription based service through mm. which we started adding features in it and right now main aim is that we don't want to sell that technology but we actually want to make it an application based technology and move away move away from the current business model that the industry is providing okay all right uh, very interesting i'll get to you know uh, that in in a bit but before that if you can kind of simplify exactly um, what is it that the company does so if for instance i were a company and if i onboarded your yeah. services um you know what is the kind of service that you would provide if you can simplify okay, so let's say you're an okay so let's say you're an msme who has a ton of registers and documents that have been lying around for months and years and now as uh, as everything is going digital you just suddenly you just suddenly want to automate all that registers into an erp network or like in a database where you can you know analyze all that and you can uh, you can use that data to analyze your current market so you just it's very simple it's as it's, it's you just have to click an image of of that register of any, or any file that uh, you have to upload you just and you can upload uh, almost a hundred documents at once on our platform you just have to upload all the documents on the platform and in a couple of seconds you'll get you know you'll get results of all your documents you can preview it you can crop it and then you can download okay that's fantastic um and earlier you spoke about converting this you know um, rather the industry needing to shift to you know um, an application based format um and and can you can you um, tell us how different that is from what you guys are currently doing so what i mean by an application based platform is the when when we talk about companies when you come to the current companies selling this services they charge users on the number of pages uh, number of pages they scan our approach is that i don't think use that service you know to analyze that data why don't we use this to analyze that data or you know or to uh, to just capture that data and move it to another platform so that it would be useful for the company hmm. so that they don't think about what they will do what they will do with that data after they have converted it hmm. Hmm. so in that case how would you guys be charging the, uh, your clients we are working on a features currently we we are working on a feature that would actually automate the need or at least directly automate all the data entry work that you know most companies outsource it okay so with that so with that when you just upload a upload an image it will get directly get transferred directly get integrated integrated with the database that you will be using wow okay that's quite interesting we're completely trying to automate that process and you know just remove all the uh manual data entry work that takes hours and hours so uh and and, and in, in this entire process you know um according to you what has been the most challenging part about setting up a company so so let me give you a brief idea about what how the pricing about how the entire business model of and the entire cloud computing industry works okay mm-hmm. 
when you talk about the entire SaaS, there there are there are platforms like SaaS, PaaS, IaaS. They're all parts of the cloud computing industry, and all of these companies works on over eighty to eighty five percent profit margin. That's really high considering you know the current market scenarios. And all tech companies, on majoritily, uh, what the tech SaaS and cloud computing companies work on these, uh, you know, uh, high profit margins. Mm-hmm. And that's what has allowed companies like Zoho and Freshworks to be, you know, uh, to be able to record uh, profits at the at such at such early when other companies like Oyo, Uber are just are fighting for higher margins. Mm-hmm. So we work on an eighty to eighty five percent margin. So let's say I make around one lakh rupees in two months by you know by selling our platform so right now we don't even use aws to deploy images aws charges you 8000 rupees 4 to 8000 rupees a month uh, for about let's say a 100 gb ssd and a 4 gb ram we do that in our own data center which, which was purchased for around 10 to 12000 rupees if you convert all that cost if we i make around 1 and a half lakh rupees in 3 months selling selling my saas uh, selling my saas the 1 lakh rupees is my entire profit the high margins allow us to scale and mm. you know without i actually think that funding is kind of over glorified mm. actually because companies like zoho companies like zeroda have proved that you can make beautiful softwares beauty beautiful technology without even needing to uh, you know let go of a let go of a large chunk of your equity which most entrepreneurs do in their early mm. you know in their early journeys mm. so that's what uh, we we want to build this company on our skills and if we if we think that this problem could be solved solely on a basis of our skills i think there is uh, it doesn't make any sense you know to go out and ask for ask for funding and let go of a huge chunk of equity if we can just solve it by our own skills yeah yeah why not uh, that's quite an interesting and very fresh approach i must say um and in terms of you know clients theeraj what are the kind of clients that you have at the moment or that you're onboarding at the moment you know the clients uh, range from logistic to management anyone even even let's say you're not an msme you're not uh, you're not a, like you don't have a company or anything hmm. let's say you have a you have to you know you have a 100 200 pages of a register of or a book you want to convert it hmm. to you know a editable format you go on a website you just register you validate you validate your email and you can do it right now hmm. you just go and you can click all the images you can you can upload it to a platform there is a free uh, there is a free uh, pricing structure that we have that allows you to upload over 500 images a month without even uh, paying us anything Okay. Wow. All okay. right. Great. Um. So right now, how many clients would you have? We have now seventeen clients currently. Okay. Um. That's great. And that's know. actually and that's actually uh growing. Like we if we add more features, hmm. we uh, and we've currently been incubated at Nascom ten thousand startups. Hmm. So that that allows us, you know, to go to go ask other entrepreneurs so so that that we can help them. Sure. And allow us to uh, tap into the market, tap into the market that has a lot of you know possible clients. Yes, why not? Um, and and how is it that you you know you plan to expand and scale up the business going forward? Um, you know, all businesses start with a simple vision. Mm-hmm. Companies like 
Microsoft and Apple had a vision that they want to that their founders saw a vision that every household that every individual will own a computer in their hands. Mm-hmm. Our vision is that the world will move to cloud computing when and and the classical computing will become obscure as network speeds continue to grow. Let's say, let's say you want to, let's say you're not happy with your computer's performance and you, and you want to do it and you, and you have a 4GB RAM in your computer currently and that's not enough for you to render a video or to, you know, to play a game. You can you just go on a website, you know, uh, purchase a higher subscription package, you know, for a 8GB RAM or let's say, uh, not even RAM, let's say for a higher computing power mm-hmm. and then you can do that to work and you can do that to work in, uh, in your computer with just a, high network speed yeah wow. so currently our vision uh, it's not a one or two year vision it's a 10 year vision it's a 10 or 20 year vision that we have for the company you know we want to entirely move computing from the private domain to towards the public domain and companies like google amazon and firefox tried it with when they launched their own oss like mm-hmm. uh, google the chrome os amazon launched the fire os Mm-hmm. Microsoft, Mozilla uh, had their Firefox OS. These are all cloud o- cloud operating systems, mm-hmm. but they failed. And, but they failed because they tried creating another operating system, which there was a no need of in the market. But what we try to do is, but what we want to do is, we want to create a platform from which we can access these services. Mm-hmm. That's kind of you know uh, you can you know wild imagination that we have to move entire computing. It's yeah. uh, it it seems wild for a two nineteen year olds imagining these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But why not? I mean, that might just be the future, and rather, as you rightly said, should very much be the future. So, um, it, it's great that you guys have such a long term vision. Um, so it's it's that that's great to hear. Um, and uh, you know, I'm just gonna move a little in terms of you know um your personal background. Um, and you know, how is it that you guys um got started in terms of you know getting the skills to set up such an application so i mean um i'm pretty sure that um, i don't clearly have the skills to make an application like this so how is it that you guys learned these skills that are needed to develop you know such a technology you know i can say if you like put uh, if you weigh the academics and the business on a scale hmm. and the business side will always outweigh the latter hmm. and i i can say the growth of the company and my acad and my academic downfall has been kind of uh, you know proportional. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So in this one year of engineering, I have I've learned more about finance and finance management and marketing that I've learned about engineering. Okay. And that I think I think that doesn't go same with Nishan because he has always been you know ahead of his teachers and ahead of his professors in terms of everything. I think he has one. He is one of the I can't even say he's one of the brightest coders that have you know that have ever come across, and I've come across a lot. You know, when I talk to startups and I talk to their CTOs about you know what skills are you doing, he Nishant is kind of a person who has kind of an ego towards outsourcing anything. We we build everything in house, and that that consumes a lot of time. But you can when you consider that we have a long term vision that actually makes sense. Hmm. You know, we don't outsource anything. He, he doesn't even want to host our website on AWS. Wow! Because he just wants to, you know, do everything in house. Even that, if that compromises on uptime sometimes. Yeah. But, but when you think about long term and scaling that data center, you mm-hmm. know, to uh, maybe like a million users or something in the next five to ten years, that mm-hmm. actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
and having a co-founder you know is actually one of the greatest things that greatest you know blessings that any startup founder could have a yeah. co-founder who complements you in every other thing like whenever an idea or you know or any uh, or anything or any problem comes up i am the one you know who is responsible for the economic economic feasibility of that thing yeah. and nishant is the one who talks about you know or or debates about the technical feasibility of it yeah yeah, yeah. i can so we kind of complement each other in every way and we know that even if we fail we have we'll have each other backs and we'll, we will figure out something we will just figure out something that's for sure why not um that that's a great way of looking at it and i was actually just going to ask you what is it like having a co-founder you answered my question so thank you so much for that <laughs> uh, <laughs> right um and, and and through this process you know like you said you were uh, 18 when you set up the company while you guys thought of this yeah, back, um you know how supportive were your parents given that you know like all parents everyone has this worry about you know uh, academics and things like that so um you know how supportive were they both for you and nishant yeah, yeah. like like i said my academic downfall and my you know the growth of the company was kind of proportional yes. it result the results were kind of catastrophic yeah. actually when you know when you have angry parents and you have angry teachers everyone is angry and you're only go and you're not even thinking about it your only goal is to build this build this company hmm about this company and you are when you are when your parents are, are scolding at you the only thing you are thinking about is go is go to the office and how to solve this one problem that is bothering you from the last month mm-hmm. so my my dad is actually an uh, assistant commissioner mm-hmm. uh, he's an ex commissioner and nishant's dad is an ex navy so this kind of patriotism runs in our blood and <laughs> i think you know we started out in when we started out our yeah. mate main goal was to build products in india that can be used all over the world right you know there there needs to be a contender in our country that can stand a chance towards silicon valley behemoths the you know yeah. the world street darlings that have ruled that have you know actually ruled the entire technology sector since mm. the past few decades and and i honestly don't think companies like you know companies like oyo ola and paytm who work on who work on low margins mm-hmm. and who kind of outsource technology which i kind of had ranted about a bit uh, before so they don't see <laughs> they don't stand a chance yeah. you know competing against these platforms mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting that that's quite an interesting thing company, yeah. there needs to be a core tech company in india and you know it kind of our main and a long term vision also that we want to take the company public on the indian stock market we want to generate wealth for the retail investors of india Uh, through a tech company uh, that that's interesting and when it comes to age uh, dheeraj do you think that has ever proven to be a barrier uh, even even you know when we started out we actually thought that age might be a factor but hmm. i have been to a dozen in i actually pitched to a dozen incubators you know angel investors you know hmm. even when we that we need angel investing we, uh, we we pitched to a lot of incubators accelerators and you know it's uh, and getting selected at each and every one of them you know the hatta that has where, where you know people who are actually double our age, age have come and pitched there it if told us something that you know if you can walk into a room and make an impact on on people on who are seasoned entrepreneurs who are seasoned investors hmm. then 
no one gives a shit about your age. Um, and and when it comes to you know going back to to the question about your parents, I'm sure that they're very happy to hear that you know there is. Uh, I mean, your you, your company is generating good revenue and it it is profitable. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Actually, more than more than my parents, my brother-in-law and my sister are more supportive of me. Great. And in terms of you know, uh, on on a personal front, what are your plans for for the near future? Uh, I believe you are in college at the moment. Yeah, I'm in college at the moment, and then actually had a plan to you know just drop out if I I failed the second semester. But the government just promoted all of us, so even that plan is scrapped now. <laughs> Wow, you might be one of the few ones who wants to. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I feel I feel a lucky, and there yeah. is a downside to it. But you know, I I guess I wanted to be an engineer. You know, mm. even before I learned to spell, I learned to spell entrepreneur. Yeah. So I'll continue doing, and if I think if there, you know, maybe a turn where I could not just I I can't just take the burden of academics, then I'll think what uh, yeah. what's the next step. Sure, but but clearly it seems like uh, now those plans have shifted because the entrepreneur entrepreneurial bug seems to have bitten you quite uh, badly, and you seem to yeah, really impact the company. So I'm glad <laughs> to hear that. Uh, and uh, just one last thing: Would you be able to at all give us an idea in terms of you know the revenue of the company or this, uh, the the approximate size of the company? We are currently a team of four. There is uh, we currently a team of four, and we generated revenue of around one point five lakhs uh, after after we are kind of you know testing our subscription packages. So most of our so most of our users have actually used our services for free. Okay. So we kind of and this the currently the pricing that you see on our website is final, and that has been updated like you know a few days ago. Mm-hmm. So I think as we scale towards it. As we scale, we have worked towards that uh, business model. I'm I'm very sure that our you know our CAGR and our ARR will actually improve quite well. Definitely, definitely. I'm and considering sure. the size of the team, and only two two guys, and you know, and making one and a half lakh is not in a piece of cake. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, and it's it's uh, fantastic the kind of work that you guys are doing, and I absolutely love this vision that you have, which is so crystal clear and your passion. So, you congratulations so uh, for the great work that you are doing. Any last parting thoughts that you have? You know, actually, I'd like to uh, to use this platform to actually share something with the entire Gen Z generation that I belong to. Sure. Uh, so. What I think is, you know, our generation is one of the is one of the few gen- is one of the only generation that has had the abundance of resources that you know no other generation has had the you know the blessing of. Hmm. We might we witnessed the revolutionary launch of the iPhone, and we even going to witness the transformational five G technology. We even uh, may see uh, in our lifetime, you know, the first man landing on Mars, and hmm. the and. and even having and even then you know i read i read somewhere that the gen z is one of the least uh, risk taking generation you know out of the last few okay so, and behind that is the social the, the social network bug that has bitten the entire generation that spoiled the generation you know there are people here who get there are kids who who get discouraged by the few number of likes that they get on their you know instagram pictures i am i'm very blessed to not be one of them you know i think don't let other people's opinion shape your reality do what you like your your career is going to make a huge chunk of your life you know you want to be you want to be spending that time not changing jobs for a higher raise but actually doing something that you love and 
my vision and i want to spend my entire 20s building bitfinch no matter if i fail i will continue doing so because that's the only thing i imagine myself doing uh, great uh, thank you so much for giving us the time and being on the show you are listening to forbes india teenpreneurs we'll be back next week with another teenpreneur see you then today's show was edited and mixed by manswini kaushik if you like the show don't forget to share and subscribe Also check out our other podcasts a fortnightly series on our latest cover story called Inside Forbes India and conversations about business economics and books on from the bookshelves of Forbes India